Welcome to She's Wild, the podcast for women in land and development. I'm your host, Nancy Surak. I created this podcast as a way to collect conversations of women in the land and development industry. I've been a land broker on the West Coast of Florida for nearly 20 years, and I love to empower other women and to tell them about this amazing industry. But I find often that there just aren't enough women being featured on big stages, whether that's at local conferences or nationally. So I set out to find these women myself that are killing it in my business across North America that are changing the communities that they live in every single day, whether they're building condos, multifamily, single family, office or industrial projects. I hope that you will find this space to be inspirational, motivating, and educational. From time to time, I will feature women who are not only in my business, but also career coaches and motivational speakers. Today is a very special episode. My guest is Allison Walsh, the CEO of Allison Walsh Consulting. Allison has been working for more than 10 years helping professional women level up in their careers. She and I talk about the power of a personal brand, positive thinking, and goal setting. This is a great episode and you're gonna wanna grab a piece of paper and a pen because I have a feeling you're gonna wanna take some notes. I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello, Allison. I'm so glad that you are finally here to make it on to She's Wild. I can't wait to dive into all your goodies and your background. But before we get started, I'd really like for you just to tell us more about who you are. So give us a great introduction. Absolutely. Well, Nancy, it's so great to be here with you. I'm so excited for your show. So thank you for having me on. I'm Allison Walsh. I am a corporate exec, an entrepreneur, and a coach, and most importantly, a mom of three. And I absolutely love helping build businesses and brands. And so I've been doing that pretty much my entire career. I've done that in the corporate setting, and I've also done it working with amazing women to help them build their brands and really leverage their expertise. Awesome. So how long exactly have you been working with women and their branding. So in some way, shape or form since uh, probably 2008, which is crazy. I did start working more with younger women earlier on. I was really involved in the Miss America organization. And a big part of that organization is really packaging young women to be able to stand out and share their unique talents and abilities with the world in a way that builds their confidence and helps them shine bright like the the stars they are. And then that started to evolve, right? And women would come to me and they'd say, you know what? You've got a lot of really good things that you're doing for these younger girls. Will you help me too, right? Will you help me really package myself and put myself out there in a way that I feel good too? And so my business and brand uh, consulting services really started to evolve um, at that point. And now I work primarily with women who are doing just that. Awesome. So what is it when a woman first comes to you? Is there a common theme that you see? Are there things that they're telling you that you're nodding your head and saying, I'm hearing this a lot? Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot actually, because, and there is that common theme through every, every woman that I work with, they're successful. They've had success in their careers, their professional lives, maybe even a little bit in the brand of building their own brand already, but they're at like a transition point where they're ready to do it in a bigger way 
more intentional way. A lot of them have had great success with maybe even getting some media already, or maybe going after other opportunities for their careers, but they realize that there's so much more potential. And especially now that we live in such a digital world where online reputation really matters and being able to be easily found in a sea of a lot of other individuals is really, really important. And so I see that a lot where they're successful, they understand the importance of it, but they haven't yet figured out what it needs to look like for themselves. And I think the hardest part is always looking in the mirror and doing it for yourself. So many of them have great insight or instinct when it comes to helping other people do it, or they appreciate others that have done it. But when it comes to really pulling it together, they need just that outside opinion that can see them in a different light. Yeah. So I I've been to numerous different conferences for women and professionals and, and inevitably personal branding or marketing will come up. And I think it was last summer I went to a conference and and there was a whole panel about personal branding and I wanted to jump up on stage and correct a few of the speakers because one of them said, oh, personal branding is your elevator pitch. And I wanted to rip them off of stage and say, no, like I wanted to grab the microphone and say, that's not what it is. So just for the benefit of our audience, Allison, I would love to know what is your definition of personal branding. Well, I really love, and I've actually adapted a similar version from what the brand builders have been talking about. There's this amazing group called Brand Builders Group, and they use the definition of the digitization of your reputation. And I love that because it's really encompassing everything. Um, it's not just your elevator pitch. It's not just the pictures that you take of yourself. It's not just your the aesthetics, right? The colors, the fonts, all of that. That's just part of it, right? That's a small part of it. It really is who you are and what you stand for and how you can help and serve other people and what you want to be known for. And you have the ability to control the narrative. And I think that's really the biggest piece about personal branding is that you want it, you want your brand to be clear clear, consistent, cohesive. You want people to immediately, when they think of you, understand who you are, what you do, and you know, most importantly, how they can tell others about you. And that's really where I, I see personal branding coming to the forefront. And the most important thing to acknowledge is every single one of us has a personal brand. It's just what you do with it that separates the good, the great, or just the ones that are just very unintentional. So tell me, if someone's listening and they haven't done this yet, what are some words of wisdom that you can share? Like, how do they even get started? What they, should they be thinking about and questions they should be asking themselves? I think one of the most important questions is what do you want people to say about you when you're not in the room? You know, if somebody were to say, well, you know, what does so-and-so do? You want somebody to be able to clearly tell that story, right? And I think if you can't package yourself in a way in which it makes it easy for somebody to do so, then you've probably got some work to do. I think it's really important that people that are, contemplating this, understand that it's not just about packaging, right? It's about also increasing your influence and your ability to drive traffic to your business, to gain credibility and, and bolster your reputation, to have more opportunities. And that's not driven by ego. It's driven by impact. And I think that's another piece that you can have such a, a bigger impact when you go ahead and shine that spotlight brightly on what it is that you do and who you serve. Um, you know, there's a lot of research out now around how it can increase your profitability of your business just by having a personal brand. And this is not just for like solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, like this is for doctors. In fact, doctors, lawyers, real estate professionals, bankers, 
those are some of the professions that people say your personal brand is that much more important. And they're actually willing to pay more to work with somebody that has an established personal brand versus those that don't. Um, even executives in large companies now, they're saying that that's even more important um, than some of the other factors that were previously considered as being more influential into buying decisions is when executives have personal brands and companies are supporting them through that. It's also a trust accelerator, right? So it, again, the whole point of, you know, I think everybody's in sales in some way, shape or form. If you're in business, you're in sales. That's how you keep the lights on. So you're constantly working on how do you build the no like, and trust factor of yourself and of your business. And the research shows that, you know, 74% of Americans are more willing or more likely to buy or purchase from individuals that have a strong personal brand. And so that's important and we can't ignore it any longer, especially now the world that we're li living in and, and doing business in, it's important that we all take advantage of the amazing resources that are out there, start to get really clear on who you want to serve and then everything else will fall in place from there. So um, just really appreciating that it's it's a really holistic approach to building a brand. And it's not just one thing or one photo or one website. It's really how you bring it all together for yourself. Yeah. So, so tell me, um, what are some of the most important lessons that you have personally learned working with these women? Oh, they've got to get out of their own way. Like, I think that's the hardest thing, right? So it's really, there's every single one of my clients at some point, we have to talk about mindset, right? Because it is intimidating at times. It can also be scary to put yourself out there or, you know, really kind of break out of your shell at times. And so we have to spend some time doing a checkup from the neck up on the why, right? So and I think when we can always connect it back to that, it removes some of the fear around getting out in front or being a little bit more public about what it is that you do or getting on social media or sharing your message on podcasts or in the media or whatever it may be. But it is, it is a different um, approach at times because I think so many times people will come to me, they're like, okay, I need the branding kit. I need, um, the media kit, I need website, I need just a whole refresh here. And then as we get into it and it's time to launch, it's like, okay, what's holding us back here. So we have to do some mindset work, but, um, and I love that. I, I think that's one of the most incredible things is to help women see how truly incredible they are. And I think one of my strengths, and I know it even from the Gallup strengths finder is that I'm very futuristic. I can see something in somebody that they can't yet see in themselves. And so our journey together is really helping them turn that light switch on and realize like, wow, I'm awesome. And I love that. That's like my favorite thing to do with women of all ages with my team and everybody else too, is just helping them see the potential in themselves and helping pull it together in a package that makes sense that they have confidence in and then can share their message with the world. I'm really glad that you talked about mindset because I know you do and are continuing to do a lot of work just in your own profession on personal mindset. I know, um, you know, the audience doesn't know this yet, but Allison is my personal coach or uh, professional coach and my personal branding coach and has helped me tremendously get out of my own way. Um, I said, okay, I know what I do really well and I know where I trip and she's helped me overcome that. But one of the things that I didn't expect was how loud my negative voice would, would bubble up from time to time for various reasons. And you've taught me a couple little tips on how to overcome those hurdles when they occur. And I would love for you just to kind of talk to us a little bit about what you're learning through your additional education right now. I think you're doing some positive 
Oh, I don't even yeah. know what it's called, but yes. tell us about that. I know yes. you know what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I can't wait to share it because this is so fresh right now too. And I mean, I've always woven in mindset. I really do kind of in my, my coaching and what we've done, you saw that it was really in three buckets, right? Mindset, messaging, and marketing, right? Getting your head clear, understanding where you want to go, the messaging, like what is the brand story we're going to tell? And then how are we going to share it as the marketing piece? But this mindset bucket, I mean, I could spend all of my time working with clients just on mindset. And I actually have several that they've said, let's just pause and stay here for a while, which I appreciate. And now that I've gone through my positive psychology coach certification, I have all of these new tools in my toolbox. And it's amazing to see what can happen when you get super clear on why you're doing this, what you want your outcomes to be and being super self-aware because we all have these inner critics. And, you know, so often we're thinking about how am I going to be perceived? What is this going to do for me? And then this narrative starts in our mind. And it's so critically important that we have a good relationship with ourselves through this process and give ourselves grace and appreciate the journey. And so much of it, you know, I think can be overwhelming in the process where, you know, of course there's the inner critic, there's the fears that come up, right? I just think fear is false evidence of appearing real, right? Like it's not really what it's going to be. It could feel really real, but it's what happens in the process of, of navigating that fear. And so I love the fact that if you do the work on your inner critic and you start to silence her, you know, acknowledge her, but silence her and keep moving forward with the daily commitment to progress, you're going to become so much more resilient in the experience and you're going to enjoy it more. The other thing that I see women not do, especially high achievers, which all of the women that I work with are, they're all very successful. They, they know what they want in life is that they can tend to forget to celebrate the journey. And so one of the things that, and it's such a simple practice that positive psychology has really helped me do, but really dropping into celebration, what's good right now, what's going on. That's great. Right. And if, if you think back to even our most recent session, Nancy, I started it a little bit different. I didn't call it out on, you know, our last call, but you know, what's good, what's going on right now, you know, and even just starting whenever you're doing with a moment of, of good and a moment of joy and a moment of, you know, how am I celebrating what's going on? All of the great things, right. That are happening. It can absolutely shift your mindset to focus on, wow, like I am making the progress and I live and die by the, the statement of be 1% better today than you were yesterday. That's it. If you continue to do that consistency compounds, you're going to get amazing results and it's not going to be as overwhelming in the process. Um, but I do see a lot of women put a lot of pressure on themselves get in their own way and then not take those daily steps. And so I've got a ton of tools in my toolbox. I had a lot before, but I've got like an arsenal now. And it's so exciting because I can pull on these different interventions and exercises based on where women are when they come to me in their journey. I love that. And I can't wait to oh, yeah. learn more about so it. Just <laughs> um, because just as a, as a point of sharing, right. And why I did this, why I created this podcast was so that I could help lift other women in my professional space and share their stories because I just don't see it enough. And I'm like, I I'm craving this content. And when I talk to other women in my industry, so are they. So I said, okay, well, you know what? It's not there. I'm going to create it. Uh, but one thing I really notice is that we do not pause and celebrate our wins. And I know that, um, you know, imposter syndrome is a real thing. Negative self-talk is a real thing. And when we lose or we stumble, we tend to beat ourselves up pretty aggressively in our own minds. And one thing that you shared with me last fall was write down your last three wins. 
I don't even care. I think you told me, I don't care how long ago it was. I don't care if it was 10 years ago, write down your last three wins and take a minute to just celebrate that. And it was a complete mind shift for me. So I want to thank you for that. Cause I yeah. utilize that tool all the time. It's awesome. And I, and I haven't named that negative Nelly, but uh, you know, maybe that's her name is Nellie, Nellie, <laughs> you know, um, but I know so many women have that and, and I'm sure men do too. If there are men that are listening, um, you know, we all have that. So I'm super grateful to be able to work with you. And I can't wait to hear some about more of those tools, but to, uh, to, we'll shift that. So you have to have good positive mindset. You should be looking at your personal brand. I want to shift a little bit about goal setting through both of these lenses. You know, when, when someone decides, if a listener says, I think I should be doing this, I'm not quite, quite sure. I can articulate my why, what's next? How do I know what that next step is? So talk, take us through a little bit of goal setting and, and what you're seeing in your business as people are getting started. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, I love goals and I could talk about them all day long and I really did consider myself kind of like a goals queen, even before positive psychology coaching started and the training process and certification process. And I have learned so much about that because in positive psychology, there's these six pillars and it's, they're called, it's called PERMA, but it's positive emotions, um, engagement, which is really your inner strength and really identifying the unique aspects of you that you should be leaning into to really elevate. Then there's relationships, your meaning, accomplishment, and health. So the A is the accomplishment in, in the PERMA pillar, and that's all goal setting. And so I've learned so much in that pillar around really tapping into the why, like we talked about, but doing what's called hope mapping. And there's a lot of strength and power that comes from number one, being able to clearly articulate your goals, but number two, really identifying all of the pathways to get there. And that was something that I was skipping, right? I've always been a, a fan of smart goals, you know, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time bound, love that formula. It makes a lot of sense. I do it with my team. I do it with myself. I do it with my clients. It gets results. But there's a percentage of people that never get those goals across the finish line. And so I was looking for like, why is this happening? Like, what, what can I do to increase the likelihood of my clients achieving success, of my team achieving success, of myself achieving the things that I'm setting my mind to? And when I saw this hope map, it was so powerful because number one, it was, yes, define the goal. But then the next part of it is identify the pathways, identify all of the different ways in which you can reach the goal. And I think sometimes we can get really linear and only think of one way. And when that one way doesn't work, we're like, oh, done, didn't work, giving up, right? Like it's so easy for that to happen. And so I loved this concept of like these pathways, right? Then it calls out what are the potential obstacles that are going to get in the way of you hitting these goals. And I think that's where those fears come up, right? A lot of it is, you know, what if I get in my own way? What if this doesn't work? What if I feel like a failure? What if I feel like an idiot? Cause I put myself out there, like all of those things, right. That could be obstacles and there could be other obstacles too, financial, whatever it may be. But then the next step in the hope mapping process is how are you going to overcome those obstacles? What are you going to do for yourself to get around them? And what happens in that stage of the hope map is really transformative because it immediately gives you your strategy 
to overcoming any obstacles that are going to get in your way. Now, there's always a chance there's going to be something you didn't see coming. There's always that asterisk. But the most, most of the time, you're going to identify it. You're going to know how you're going to handle it. And you're going to be more confident to tackle the goal because you have a game plan in place. So even if you never have to use it, it's there, right? And so then it just keeps working through that process of then breaking it down, right? Like, how are you going to do this over time? And then, um, of course, connecting it back to your why. And I think sometimes people just forget about that. And they forget about that core piece of like, why am I doing this? Like, what is this actually going to do for my future? And so establishing like this goal, I'm going to do this so that I can right fill in the blanks makes such a big difference, like connecting it back to really your core and how is this helping to propel you forward? And if it's not in alignment with who you are and where you want to go in this next phase and stage of life, like put it on the shelf. And I think that's the other thing is like, don't try to just accomplish goals to accomplish goals, make sure that they're meaningful goals, that they actually matter to you or what you're trying to achieve. And then make sure that you understand how you're going to navigate your way around it. And the last part to this whole new hope theory and hope mapping and everything is agency thinking. And agency thinking is really about how do you sustain the motivation to get through the process of achieving your goals? And that's where that mentality of just 1% better, do one little thing every single day. And if your time frame is 90 days or six months or a year, that adds up. And I think people tend to overthink that part of the process where it's like, I've got this big goal, but what, what is that again? What if we break it down into three 30 month goals? And all of a sudden you're 90 days later, the world's going to keep turning no matter what you might as well be working on yourself. Like it's just, but it's that commitment. It's that motivation and it's the celebration. It's enjoying the journey. It's all of it. So I've loved just digging deeper into goal setting and um, fulfillment, right. And what that does for you, especially when there's a really strong alignment to your meaning and what you're working on. I absolutely love every ounce of that. And I'm so glad that you shared that with the audience because um, I too am, is, am huge on setting goals. Uh, but I do, um, and I first came to you because I was like, hey, I have a problem with execution when it's for me, not when it's a client. I will put my client before me every day. But what I was finding was when it really boiled down to what I wanted to do for me, I would I would let everything else come first. And I don't know if that's a mom, a mom mind, mindset, sorry. I don't know if that's a mom mindset or just how I was raised to let other things be more important, but I'm changing that. And I'm so excited. And I know it has to do with all of these pieces, right? The, the goal setting, the positive mindset, the telling Nellie to sit down, it's, it's saying, okay, what is it that I want to do? And why is it why? I mean, you, you've worked with me for months and I'm like, I don't know why, why I'm trying to figure out the why. And when I really am honest with myself, it is very clear as to the why, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think there was another thing that you had me do. And, and I know this is super popular and, and people have talked about it for years, but the vision board, right. Mm-hmm. And you said, do a vision board. And I was like, ah, you know, I see that all the time, please like, don't. But I did it and I have that and I come across it on a pretty regular basis. I haven't printed it out as big as you told me to, to put it in my closet, but it is like my goal checklist. I'm like, oh, okay, done that, check. Like that's that, okay, I'm focusing on this part of the vision board. And for me, it wasn't just about business. It was really personal. It was, what do I, my, my business component of the vision board is really small. 
Um, so I, you know, I want to thank you for all of that work uh, and the continuing relationship. I think what you offer women, whether they're young or middle of their career or later is phenomenal, but there is something I do want to talk about because um, you touched on it a little bit is, is financing and investing yourself. And I do know that there are a lot of women who go through the college process or early career and they stop investing in themselves and they stop investing in their education and they might be really focused on their career, but they stop working on themselves. And I just would like for you to kind of address, like, if a woman is saying like, I don't know where to start, I want to work on my personal brand, or I want to work on my positive mindset, what do you think she should be prepared for from a financial standpoint or where, what are some different resources that you're aware of, or that you even offer from a service perspective? Absolutely. It's a great question too. And I think you hit it right on the head, right? We get through school and we're like, okay, we're done, right? <laughs> like no more. But really, once you get through school and you have a good idea about what you want to do, or at least the direction you want to go, that's when you should be doubling down on really becoming just such a knowledge broker yourself of just accumulating what you need to do to be the best at what you want to be. And so I always encourage, I call it a personal development budget, like your PDP. So uh, PDP. And that's really important because it gives you a, first of all, you're prioritizing yourself. And I think you have to, and I, I see so many people again, kind of going back to even what you were saying about goals, like you're willing to go the extra mile for the client, but not necessarily sometimes for yourself, right? Like, or you would put your clients in front of like your own priorities. I see people do this all the time. They put other goals in front of themselves and really the best investment that you can make is in yourself because you're growing and evolving. And, you know, we all just went through a pandemic life and business looks very different. This is the best time to invest in yourself because you have unlimited opportunities to reinvent what you want life to look like. So first and foremost, I think you get to get clear on what it is that you're trying to uh, do, right? Like if, are you trying to work on your personal brand? Are you trying to get your mind clear? Are you just wanting something new and fresh? Like it's more of like a retreat experience so that you can just reinvigorate your energy and your soul and your vibe, whatever it is and plan for it. So taking whatever that goal is, what, what the outcome is, and then looking at it from a financial perspective and saying, okay, what is it going to cost for me to do this? And then how am I going to make that happen and budget for it? When you're intentional about it and you plan for it, you're going to enjoy the experience that much more than if you don't, right? And it becomes something that you get to a point where you're like, well, if I don't do something, I'm not going to have anything. Like you don't want to be in that, that point with your career, with your life, your business. So plan for it. Every year I set aside a percentage of what I bring home or even in my business to dedicate to ongoing education and development. It's important. It's what keeps me relevant. It what It's what keeps me engaged. It fills up my cup. Like love of learning is definitely one of my strengths and one of the things that lights me up from the inside. So I'm always looking for new resources. I understand that that's not everybody's cup of tea, but I think if they can find the intrinsic motivation as to what their future self could look like and carve out the budget of what that's worth to them, they're going to be really, really happy. And I always ask the question of, well, what happens if you don't, what's the cost of not doing it too? Because if you continue to sacrifice on your goals and your dreams, simply because you didn't carve out the finances or the resources to make it happen for yourself, that's on you. And I don't want it to be on you. Like I want you to be celebrating the success because you made the investment. And I will say that it, it builds momentum too. Once you get into it and once you see the value and the results of working with the right coach, the right group, the right program, whatever it is, even just simply reading 
can make a difference in your life. That's how like my personal development journey started because I was in that in-between of, I'm not really sure what's next for me. I know I'm not where I need to be or have the potential to be. What do I do? And so I started reading and I was like, oh my God, there's so much knowledge in books. Like who would have thunk? Like, but I just, and I had to find a way to do it for myself. It was audiobooks, right? I was doing it on my drive. And I was like, I can read five books this year. And then before I knew it, I had read 40 and I was just consuming knowledge. And that's easy. That's efficient. That's cost-effective but there are so many resources. I have programs. I work with women one-on-one. Um, I also have a group program that's going to launch probably towards the end of this next of this year. That's really focused on those positive psychology elements, which I'm super excited about, but I've got simple, uh, more accessible resources too, like the, she believes she could Facebook community. It's completely free. If branding and business building is something you're interested in the society, that's a low investment, right? $29 a month. And you get access to all of these cool trainings. I'm trying to continuously share so that women that want it can get it at the place that they're at now. And then also open their eyes up to what's possible if they take that next leap. So no matter what it is, I encourage you to have that budget for yourself to make it a priority each and every year, build it into your budget, whatever it is. You know, I, it's part of everything that I do now because I've seen the return on investment be so significant and it literally is like tenfold every time. So I get excited about it. I pour my heart into whatever it is that I'm learning. I try to get nuggets that I can share with others as well as impact myself. And then I just keep going from there. You're such a ball of positive energy. I just love it. Like every time we talk, I'm like, um, I, those are, those are great tools and tips. And I'm so glad that you said, you know, just really be intentional about what it is that you are going to do for yourself. Um, you know, cause everyone comes at this from a different place. And, uh, one, one frustration I see is when companies don't support their employees to do this work as well. And before we wrap up, I'd like to just um, have some, what do you, what's some advice you could offer to someone who works for a company, maybe not a solopreneur or not at the top, but that they're, you know, mid-level career. And they're like, I want this next thing, or I want to grow. What's a piece of advice you could give them about getting their company to support them in this journey as well? It's a great question. And even just going back to the branding side, 70% of millennials think that their company should be investing in their employees, learning how to build their own brands, which I think is amazing. So this is definitely a narrative and some companies do have budgets for professional development, but a lot of them don't. And so I think that if the employee is sitting there going, I could be so much more fulfilled in the work that I do if my company was investing in me, I think they can pull some stats. So first and foremost, if there's alignment with where the company can really tap into whatever this employee is going to learn if they invest in the person, like that's obviously the easiest sell, right? And so if the employee can demonstrate to the employer that this is going to build on the strengths that I already have, and it's going to impact your bottom line, you've got a much better position. Uh, you're in a much better position to try to pitch that for yourself. The worst thing they're going to say is no. And I think what it also does is even if they say no, the first time, when you continuously bring it back up, it shows that you want to grow and companies want people that have a growth mindset that want to continue to evolve in their role. And if you can really create that clear line as to how it's going to impact the bottom line of the organization, it's, you have a much better chance of it actually happening. I will always put the asterisk next to it and say, if it matters that much to you, 
figure out a way to make it happen. And yes, it's always nice when the company picks up the bill, but I can also attest to the fact that I've personally invested a lot alongside of the resources that the company that I work for has invested in me and it's been worth every penny. So keep asking, keep going back to them, keep showing them how it's going to benefit. And then I think that there's some really amazing statistics around when it is something that allows you to build on your strengths, right? So simple ways to figure this out, take a strengths finder, find out what your top five are, find out when you're the most impactful and how they help you. And then bring the stat to your employer. And I want anybody that's trying to do this to write this down. Employers that invest in their employee strength, take their engagement level in the workplace from 9% to 75%. And so if you want retention and you want your people to stay and you want all of these things to continue to go and grow, and you want really great people on your team, consider investing in them. And the employee take that stat and say, did you know that employers that invest in their employees' strengths increase the chance of them, you know, being engaged in the workplace from 9% to 75%. It's a great one. I actually just wrote a Forbes article about this because it's so important and companies need to be writing or to be investing in their people. Um, and just keep asking, keep going back, keep asking. I love that. I love that. I've always been that one. I mean, I, I work for myself now with a larger organization, but I've always said, you know, and I raise my kids, what's the worst that can happen? Somebody tell you no. Okay. Well then you know the answer and you can then decide if you're going to do it yourself or if you need to go somewhere where the answer is going to be yes. It's pretty simple. Whether the, I, no. And I said, you can apply that to everything in life, everything from dating to asking for a promotion, to asking for a company to invest in you, to figuring out how to negotiate housework with your spouse or your partner. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. everything you have to ask because if you don't, the answer is clearly going to be whatever happens. <laughs> but if you exactly. ask, you might get a yes, you might get a no, but at least you'll know. Um, so I, I love all of that. So thank you. Um, and you know, I, I like your podcast. I always love to say, you know, how do you fill your cup? What are you listening to? What's a great audio book or a podcast or who you who are you following right now that is just filling you up and making you want to conquer the world? Can you share with us, a, you know, a recommendation? I've got literally so many recommendations and I'm constantly listening, constantly reading, constantly investing in my own knowledge. I absolutely love um, a woman by the name of Nick Pigeon. She's actually been one of my coaches and that's who I've been doing my positive psychology certification through. And she has a book called Now Is Your Chance. And it's really like a 30 day guide to living your best, uh, most amazing and fulfilled life, right? Going back to the positive psychology, it is the science of well-being, happiness and success and teaching people how to thrive and flourish. And like, who doesn't want to thrive and flourish? Like that's why we're here, right? So love her. Um, So I would definitely follow her if that's something that you're into. Um, I also love, um, the influential brand podcast. So it's a great one. If you're really into personal branding, they're the ones that did the brand builder survey. Um, the, the national study that just came out that has so many great stats around the importance of personal branding. I'm also a huge fan of Gina DeVee and raw goddess and like all these cool people that are just so aligned with who they are. Um, because when you know who you are and how you can serve, and then that you allow that to drive your impact, you're really unstoppable. And so I just, I love surrounding myself with that type of knowledge and those type of people. And I'm so blessed to now have been able to do that, especially through the podcast by interviewing so many of them. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you so much for that. And, and I'll just add too, um, cause you know, I asked you for what you're listening to uh, for the listeners, Allison's podcast. She believes she could correct mm-hmm. with Allison Walsh is fantastic. I would 
we'll put it in the show notes. I highly recommend you go and go back as far as you want or, or pick and choose or go from the beginning and follow all the way through. There's some great tips and tools along the way. Um, well, and you and were on I, there too. You got a link to your episode, Nancy. It, it is I so was. good. And I'm hoping that maybe at some point we'll, we'll flip the script and that'll be one of my episodes was yeah. our conversation just about the work that I did. Cause I actually listened to it recently again. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that. So good. Which you got to like, give yourself a credit. I'm like, you forget the work, like the heavy lift that you do. It's kind of like childbirth. You forget how painful it was. <laughs> no, not painful. It was really, really remarkable. And it really did help me very significantly move the needle in my business. So well, I'm forever grateful awesome. for that. It was awesome. Um, and I loved that you also shared, you know, I mean, and for women that don't know, I'm just going to brag on you for a second. Like okay. we talked about the celebrating your success part of it. And when Nancy mentioned that, you know, she, even with starting this podcast, she saw a need for women, right. To be empowered, to have conversations that really were relevant. And you do that at every stage and phase of this. It's always been about impact with you. It's always been about how can I not only do this for myself because I'm ready for it. I'm ready for this next level but I want to bring women along with me in this journey. And like, you're doing it with this podcast. You were so open about building your brand and sharing that journey with people. And then the party that you had almost a year ago, like the reach as high as you can day. Like, I just love this. And I am just so proud of you because it is about celebrating success, but it's also about showing women what's possible for them. And you embody that every stage in every phase and every day of your life. And I just am cheering for you. And I know there's still so many awesome things that are going to be happening for you in your future. And I'm just excited to be a part of the journey. So thank you. I, thank you uh, for that. It, it was a lot of work, um, but you know what the best part is. And I know that you can totally relate with, with this statement, what I'm about to tell you is the impact I'm seeing that it really made on others. I, in my small, well, what did we have 22 or 25 people mm -hmm. at that event last April um, for my audience? I'll, I'll post pictures somewhere. You can go back on my Instagram and like, check it out. I invited 25 women in commercial real estate in the Tampa Bay region to come. And I shared with them what I did. And a year later, I'm watching like, I don't know, maybe seven of them that were in that room, like really investing in their brand and logos in websites. And they have these great curated social media accounts. And I'm like, oh man, they're doing it better than me. But I am so flipping excited for them. And I am, and it's a really nice. Cause I'm like, I feel like not that I did it for them, but I feel like I made it okay to talk about, to say mm -hmm. like, Hey, I did this. And I think everybody should be considering it. Um, and there's varying stages, right? Like even some folks who are like, I don't have a lot of money. Like they're still, they still started paying more attention to what they were pushing out on LinkedIn and how they were communicating. And I think it's awesome. Um, I was looking at somebody's, uh, somebody that was in the room had a huge event yesterday in our market and I, and I couldn't make it. It was so sad, but I was like, look at her, look at her. Like she's got like the big, she created her own stage. Yep. That's what I was saying. She created her own stage. And I'm like, you go. Yep. Like, I'm and so shine excited. that light brightly. I'm Let's so excited. go. <laughs> and, and I will say, I see a significant groundswelling of professional women at various ages that are saying enough of me being in the background. I'm ready to have a seat at the table. And if I can't figure out my way to squeeze in, I'm just going to go in the next room and, and have my own table. Mm -hmm. I am Amen. really seeing a shift. <laughs> um, and I've been praying for this for, I don't know, like 20 years. So I'm like, yes, it's 
finally happening. Um, and I think it's great. You know, it not is. that again, and, you know, I tell people I'm not here to, to man bash. I have a great son and I'm married. I have a husband. I don't want them to be less. I just want us to claim our spot. Absolutely. And you gain confidence and courage every time you say yes to yourself and you do it and you commit to it and you're inspiring people that you don't even realize. And I love it. Yeah, I I agree. I do too. So um, one last question for you, where can people follow you on social media? Or if they say, I think I might be ready. How do I explore this? What's the next step for me? Where can they find you? Absolutely. So I am very active on Instagram. That is my platform of choice. So you can find me at Allison Walsh on Instagram. I also have my community on Facebook, which is She Believes She Could Community. So I'm inviting you to join right now. We'd love to have you. If you're interested in consulting services, you can go to AllisonWalshConsulting.com and fill out the form on the website. And we can schedule a time to talk because I would love to help guide you. And even if I'm not the right selection at this stage, I'm happy to connect you with other resources or point you in the right direction. I did mention the society as well, which is a great uh, starting place. If people want to kind of dabble in some of the personal branding and business building exercises that I've got available. So there's so many different options, but most importantly, I just hope that everybody listening does something for themselves today to take the step forward that they want to take. So if, if I can walk alongside you or run alongside you, I would be happy to do so. Right. Thank you so much. This has been great. So many nuggets of goodness and we'll make sure everything is linked in the show notes. And again, I really appreciate all the work you do with me professionally and personally, and also that you've been willing to sit down and talk with our audience here on She's Wild. Thanks, Allison. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of She's Wild, the podcast for women in land and development. If you enjoyed today's show, please go out and rate us so that we can be found by other women in our industry. And if you know women who are working in land and development, please share this podcast with them. And if you know a total rock star woman, badass chick who is killing it in land and development anywhere in North America, I want to know who she is. Please reach out to me so that I can feature her on an upcoming episode.